This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Welcome to another episode of Just a Tip, the podcast that's equally about its tangents as it is about its tips. I am your host, Megan Batoon, and this week we are going really far back into my life because I have been getting a ton of questions every time I ask any sort of Q&A. There's like an influx of how do you dance still? Do you still dance? What is your relationship with dance? Is dance your passion? Kind of everything encapsulating what my relationship with dance is. And in order to get to why I stopped dancing, I have to tell the story. I have to tell multiple stories. So in this episode, I'm sitting with Tony and we're diving deep into a few vignettes of my dance career. Enjoy. Okay, wait, before we start anything, I asked you if you wanted to take a dance class with you, me? You texted me because I think you were thinking about doing it, but I don't know if you were like nervous or something. And I'm sure- How old was I? Uh, it was like when I moved back from uh, Tallahassee on. So it had to be uh, 08 and later. So you were 17. So 17. 17 eight, or 18. So 16, you turned 18 your senior year, right? I think so. So you were 16 or 17 because it would have been around the time you, you turned. So I asked you when I was 17 if you wanted to take a dance class at Lake Mary All Stars? Um, I think you were still cheerleading and I, I don't, this might, name might be incorrect, but Dana? Yes. I think she was like- Oh, like an you want- international team. Well, you were at Lake Mary All Stars. So I, was it like called Lake Mary All Stars then? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, back then it was, but like, oh, so if you're like doing cheerleading or dance, but like All Star, not intramural, like not oh. like- um like Pop Warner and high school oh, stuff. I didn't know that. So it's two different ones. Like all-star okay. cheerleading and all-star dance are like the soccer club of cheer and dance world. So it's like elite. Yeah. You're not like, I mean, not saying that inter- intramural sports, you can't be oh, good. But like, yeah, it's like, it's like you have to pay to do it a lot and you have to audition. And if you don't make it, then you don't even get accepted. Wow, I didn't know that was like that. Cause I only knew it, I only knew it in Lake Mary as a building. You know what I mean? Like to me, oh, right. it was a building and that's where all those really good cheerleaders went and then you guys won a bunch of shit. <laughs> and I didn't know what, I didn't know there were like stages in there. That's funny that you said that because I just like earlier today learned that it's very similar in gymnastics. Like I thought people just did gymnastics and apparently it's like there's levels and levels and levels to Yeah, it. yeah, yeah, totally. No 
that's so interesting that like you learn something on your own and then it comes up in a conversation. Time Second time today. What was the other one? The other one was art. You said that um, there's like a thing that you want to make art that people stares at for a long time. Yeah, like that's and the it, good litmus test. If you're, you, when you make art, you want people to be looking for as long of a time as possible. So you make it more interesting and you add different like dimensions and, and like, the feeling of it all is just like, I'm confused. My, my eye is like going all around, but it's connected because it's, it's showing me what to look at. Well, you were, you were telling me that about 90 minutes after I was at a restaurant and looking at a wall of like art for a long time. And I thought to myself, I was like, I've been looking at this art for like 30, 40 seconds. Yeah. Wow. And then I got home from, from that. And you literally told me that information, like right when I got home. It's so interesting. So weird. Yeah. This is your life is like on the right path. It sounds like <laughs> <laughs> the things that you are experiencing, they're getting validated. Hopefully. Okay. So I don't know where to start. Everyone has asked me this question so many times, like, why don't you dance anymore? And it's like, I, for the longest time I did the longest time, you know what? I didn't know why I did it. And I think I just am now unpacking why I feel so good not being involved in the, in the dance scene. Because before that was my entire life. You know, like that's everything I knew. All of my friends, my entire day, like I would take multiple classes per day. And like, that's where you would see people. Like if you're going to school, you see people at school, or you're going to like soccer practice, you always see them there. So like, this was my people. This is my life. And then also like my professional job, like uh, going to dance auditions and booking movies and TV or whatever. So like, I kind of like was so immersed in it that there was no divide. I was just, I was a dancer. That was my identity. And it was your community for a long time. Yes. I mean, I think it still is in parts. You're still friends with a lot of those people, but I mean, from when I know you moved here yeah, until, you know, I don't know when you stopped, when your last video was, but. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Like my videos are where I started to go because I was having so much anxiety with live performances. I would hate to prepare for live performances. And like, the thing is I loved doing them because I love traveling and then meeting people from all of these different states and like really feeling connected. Um, and like, it was such, especially with all the Filipino events, that was so cool because it was like, Ooh, I feel like this is my family. Like these are my people. Like I get to be in a place where like, we all have a shared something and we feel connected and we're sharing something we both love, which is dance or music or whatever it is. And like, well, that's a relationship, you know what I mean? And so like that part was always really great, but the sucky part was the fact that I would have to literally dance in front of you. Like, I'm so nervous that I'm just like, oh my God, can't we just like have an hour long talk over pasta? Like, why do I have to dance? I think I remember around when I started doing stand up, I was having stage fright and anxiety like anyone would. And I texted you about it like a bunch of times. And and I was like, how did you get over your anxiety? Because I mean, at that point you had been dancing for half a decade at least out mm -hmm. here. And you were like, I haven't got over it. And I was like, what yeah. do you mean? You do it all the time. Like, I just seen you perform like dance and comedy in front of like <laughs> you entire a huge school, you know, yeah. a huge like group of people. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? You haven't gotten over it. You do it all the time. And but I was you like, couldn't tell that I was nervous up there? No. Seriously? Do you think people can tell you're nervous when you're dancing? I don't know. Yes. No. Sometimes. Well, not anymore. No one's watching you dance and going, she's scared. No. 
Is she shake? Is she shaking? Is she meant to shake? No, dude. There's one video on the internet that I can't even watch. It's the Voldemort of YouTube. You gotta show like, me. Like never. <laughs> I will never give that video another view. I swear, it's so cringe. Like I had because I had just choreographed something and it was. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what, if I was like procrastinating if, or I was super busy or if I was just like, hey, this is all I can creatively come up with. I want to do something new because I never did the same thing for, for all my performances. And I remember my manager was like, do you know, like when artists go on tour, they just do their songs. And I was like, were you doing dance improv every, every time? No, I would re, I would choreograph something new every time because I wanted to share something new. And I wanted to like impress. What did sleep do to you? Like why, <laughs> why, what is this? I did some of the hits. I would do like one that they knew and wanted. And then I would do another one because that's cool. So you're telling me that the video that you're afraid of, the Voldemort of videos, that's a, you can see you nervous in there. Cause like you're not confident of whatever you created in the last 12 minutes. Yes. Yeah. I'd be hard on myself about that too. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I stopped doing live performances because I remember my last performance is San Diego World of Dance. And this was like, to me, this was my, like my best piece in all sort, in, in like the spectrum of what I do. Like when I was performing at World of Dance, all of the headliners would normally just do like maybe a 45 to a minute second piece of like something they performed in class. So it's really, it's not like a performance. It's a demonstration of the choreography. Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's a difference between like demonstrating something that we've seen and just like doing it. Like here's a start and here's the end versus encapsulating it into a story, into a reason, into a theme. Like I was doing like performance art. Like okay. I would do, I, I would do the demo but in the front and the end of it, I would put sketch and I would do some sort of like, I hate saying the word skit, but in this case, it I really, don't like it either. <laughs> I'm still going to say sketch. <laughs> I would do like a little sketch bit in the beginning to like introduce whatever it was. And then I would do I, the, the song title would be a pun of whatever I had just said. So like it was integrated. And in, at San Diego, I was like, I want to do one where I come out and nobody is going to expect this. Like I, when you saw me do stand up and, um, and dance at the same th time, I was doing this piece in this piece in both ways, like dance and in comedies and storytelling. It was about like how this guy told me that I would never dance like a girl in college. I remember this. Yeah. And, and he called me up by name. He literally looked at me. He stopped the huge class. There was like maybe a hundred people in there, but I was younger and it was really, I know maybe there was like 50, but like, it was a lot of people. And he stopped the whole workshop. It was in a workshop is more crazy than a class. A class is literally like you, you pay $12 and you learn choreography and like, it's a fun time. A workshop, you packed your lunch. Like you are serious. You are like, you tied your shoes, you brought sweat rags. You are here to work and put in the hours. Oh my gosh. That's the difference between a class and a workshop. I'm learning. I'm loving this. <laughs> so he stopped the workshop. So now you know the, the severity and the gravitas of this situation. He stopped the workshop. Literally people holding on to his every word for, for like, where do I put my foot? So he, everyone is attentive down to the detail. And he literally says by first and last name, Megan Batoon. And then everybody looks at me and he said, you're one of the most prettiest girls 
but we probably didn't say like that. It just makes me feel weird to say that. Like you're one of the most pretty girls, I guess, but you'll never be able to dance like one. Oh my God. Trauma actually. So he told me that. And this was OJ Simpson, correct? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Before. Um, So he, he said that and then I, I guess just like tried to go along with it and then, or like to accept it. And then it was like weird. He was just calling me up because my style was so masculine because the way that I like to dance generally is very powerful. So anyway, he said that. And then after a while, I just, this is before I, I knew I had anxiety and I was just like, oh, I'm going to throw up right now. And so I just, I stayed for like maybe five more minutes and then I left and I never talked to him again until, I don't know, I think I did like one project with him and it was, I think I like kind of proved that I could dance a little feminine, but like the choreography didn't lend itself to me. So whatever. Anyway, this guy, it stuck with me for so long that I ended up making a sketch bit about it. And when I performed at this college, I was talking about it. And then it went into, um, I don't even know, like something like I I dance like. (laughs) Don't you... At one point, like get somebody out of the crowd, but like it's like it's like Amanda or something. Like, oh, because I feel like I was th- that's so weird. I was thinking about that recently as Are well. Are you serious? I was thinking about how um, if on SNL they do the same thing where they'll have people in the yeah. crowd and they'll be like, well, let's talk to one of the the fans, and then it's you know it's Bobby Moynihan and he you know it's a bit yeah. But like I was thinking about when you did that at UCF, you had Amanda in one spot and Michelle in another spot, and yeah. you were like, uh, any questions? And like you grabbed one of them. Oh my god. So I hacked this performance. <laughs> I love oh it. my God, duh. Oh my God, this is amazing. Oh my God, this is so much fun for me. And hopefully, are you having fun? I'm loving it. Because I hope other people are loving it too, because I think it's a, I hope it's an interesting story without even having to be there. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so funny to get in the mind of like, I can look at, it's almost like I'm over here in like the, the this version of me land. And like that version of me, completely different version so that I, we can exist at the same time. And I can go back in her files and go, this is what you were thinking. Cause I don't think like that anymore. Is that a thing you can do? Cause you, you reinvent yourself, right? Yeah. Is that something you do constantly? Like is, is, uh, is the version of making that was here last year during quarantine? That was like, Oh, the, the things you were into, is that a different Megan? Yes. Almost. Can you do the same thing? Can you like see that Megan? Not as clearly because I think it's still so close because oh that was only gosh. one year ago. But I can, re- I think every time I remember it, it's like, it's, oh, no, 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 never mind. It's how far I am uh, graduated from that version of me. So every time I elevate, then I can yeah. see better. I'm very it's interested. Like I'm nearsighted. <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested in like the, the timeline of each version. Oh. That would be cool because I know which ones I knew. And if I oh, knew yeah. things about that one. Oh yeah, that'll be really fun to get into, I guess for me. Okay, so where am I in the story? You just told me about the-, the, the Yes, okay, so this is how I rigged the system. Yes. So sometimes I don't know what to do. Like I have three pieces that I wanna do. Like a, a college would hire me to do like three three performance, like three dances. I love it. I love this. I, I have, I've learned so many things about stuff I thought I knew about. Oh, cool. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So yeah, th- it, they wouldn't pay me for like dan- each per, per dance. They would go like, we want to hire you to be like the, the headliner of our Filipino event. Um, it'll be 15 minute segment that we want you to 
fill in 15, 20 minutes. That's all they always gave me 15 to 20 minutes. And as a dancer, you could never dance for 15 to 20 minutes. You just can't. So I was like, how am I going to fill 15 to 20 minutes with what I'm able to do? And I was like, stamina wise, I could probably do three dances, but what am I going to do in between the dances? I have to do something to catch my breath so that I can have enough energy to go into the next thing. So then knowing my format, then I had to go, what can I put in between to make a segue? So I'm basically making, I'm making a set. So this is how I made it. So I have like, so I guess for comedy, I don't know if this would work, but like take your like hitter pieces like bits and then those are three like make three big ass like those are my bits that I know will hit and then um like your start your starting lineup jokes and then do mini jokes that flood into the other ones the mini jokes were the segues yeah okay so I would do segues or like my technically for me it would be like my talking would be a segue into the next piece and so for UCF, the college that I was at, I had Michelle and Amanda and as like on stage with me and someone from the audience. Oh, I, th- I think I was like, I have however fucking many videos I have, like 30 dance That's videos. That's what it was. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, was like, I have 30 dance videos <laughs> on my YouTube channel and I don't know which one you want to see. So how about we just pick somebody from the audience to pick a piece of paper out of this bowl and I will do whatever dance you pull. Yeah. And so- even if I have 30 dance videos, I don't remember all of them and I don't have the, yeah. like the music for all of them. Yeah. You got to make it work. You got to get this thing. You got to yeah. know what's coming. So this is like, pro wrestling. I'm loving this. I think Amanda and Shell had specific ones. So I had two dances that I knew, but each one had like one, th- like only one. Yeah. All of Amanda's pieces said, work it. All of Shell's said, yeah. keep it a hundred or whatever. <laughs> And so I knew what I was going to dance to, but I would act like, oh my God, oh man, am I going to, oh, this is going to be so crazy. That's so funny. Um, Okay. If I mess up, just know I have 30 dances. How can I, you know, (laughs) like I wish I would be so much better now on stage because I know myself more. But I think you still, you thought you did terrible that night and you crushed. I think I did okay, but I think- was I crying? You were just like, you did bad. And I was like, okay, well then don't come to my open mics. <laughs> that was bad. You had a thousand people laughing at you. <laughs> laughing at you. <laughs> That's what your the goal is. Laughing. They don't laugh be- with you. If no. you start laughing on stage, it's an issue. <laughs> laughing because of you. Okay. Laughing from you. No one's ever said that ever. I'm laughing from you. I'm laughing from you. I remember that night I had gotten there and I was sitting in the row and it happened to be the same row uh, Shell was in. (laughs) And so all of a sudden I'm watching the show and I'm like, I know she's supposed to be dancing with you. And I see her just like sitting to the left and I'm like, is that... Is that Shell? Shell just that girl looks like Shell. Just watching this. That's so funny. But yeah, I had so much fun doing it. And I remember my friend Scott, when I was at World of Dance, he he said something to me where we always like went out to dinner after like the big World of Dance competition. All of the headliners would hang out and we would go like to Denny's because we we're all at the same hotel because like they booked us. Oh, that's cool. So we're all just like, we travel together and it's like, oh, and we only see each other during those events. Like we all have our own lives. Sometimes we see each other in class and stuff because yeah. we all used to live in North Hollywood, but like people that maybe lived, like my friend Scott lived in Canada and I would only see him at these events. So this is like, oh, my Canadian friend, but that's because we always saw each other at the competition. So it was a community. It was a, that's yes. so crazy. 
it really was a community. And you know what? Like, I guess I didn't really think that I had such a community, but I did. I just didn't feel like I belonged. There's a difference between like fitting in and uh-huh. belonging. Like uh-huh. so much belonging. I'm not good at either of them. <laughs> fitting in, like, I would say like I was a pretty popular dancer within like the like the indie dance scene. And I I didn't feel like I was like meant to be there. I didn't feel like I was like, oh, these are my like ride or dies. Like I enjoyed it, but I never felt like fully understood. I didn't like get to talk about all the things that I would want to talk about, but also like I didn't even know of the things that I wanted to talk about because all of our conversations were like just dance. And it was just like, oh, I have different, I have different visions for myself, um, like a little bit more entrepreneurial than um, like just like background dancing, which is like really hard. I'm like, I never made it as that. So like, that's a whole nother skill set. But I just, I wanted to do too many things. Yeah. Like writing and filming and acting at the time. Like I just wanted to do too much to just do one thing. And to be a successful dancer, you just have to be that. It's like in comedy, same exact thing. Like if you want to make it as a comedian or as a dancer, like you only can do that or else you're not going to make it. There's only so much like brain space. Yeah. You have to put your all in, especially like it's so competitive in both industries. It's like, you got to be like always doing it. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. So anyway, where was I? You were part of the, you you fit in in the community, but you didn't feel like you belong. Yeah, and so I think that was one of the parts of like why I stopped dancing. Yeah, so I'm I feel like this, it's it, not going to be a, a chronological cool, story, fun but way. <laughs> instead of going through. in 1995, I did this. <laughs> it's fun for me because we, like I said, we've had this conversation, but you're, I think because you want to make sure you get all the information, you're explaining it a different way and I'm learning stuff. Oh which yeah. Which is fun. You know, that's why I like your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yes, belonging. So that was the divide between like how I really felt like I I was like, I would, I don't want to say welcomed because everybody was like welcoming in the dance community, but it wasn't like, this is what it is. Everyone was open arms, but nobody hugged me. Okay. It's like, wow, that's it. Like a Drake (laughs) quote. (laughs) That is a Drake lyric. Should I text him? (laughs) Should I text him his new lyric? (laughs) Yeah. Mr. Drake. Mr. Drake. Everybody was open, open arms, but nobody like closed them around me. And so I never felt like I just wanted to like kick it with people or like do, I don't know. I just didn't feel 
full. I felt like half full. And it was like, if if you think about all the things I like to do in different little cups and you only have like one gallon of water for like all the things that you like. Yeah. It's like, I, I have a ton of little things. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Did it make it, um, I know those are all people that you're cool with, but did it make it harder that you didn't have somebody to hug you because the performance was so anxiety? Like, is that at the time you need someone? Oh my God. That's the time you need the hug because like each one's probably traumatic. Each like performance. Each performance. I mean, I mean, not only are you making new one for each place, you also have that buildup of like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm nervous, I'm nervous, I'm nervous. This is crazy anxiety. And then if you didn't feel like you belonged, was it like hard to find support? Were you in that? I didn't feel like I belonged within like the community itself. I felt like I really resonated with musicians. Okay. So like when I would perform, I wouldn't like resonate really like too much with the dancers, but like the, that's why I kept Shell and Amanda so close to me. And like every anytime I performed, I would I brought them because yeah, you yeah. want to hang out with the people, or you want to like work with the people you want to hang out with. Yeah, they're okay. I could have I could have like gotten anyone okay. if I really wanted. Like yeah. to I would just pay different amounts of money. Yeah. Um. But like I wanted to be with them, and I wanted to like give them opportunities, and so it was like this is and the they were just best. fun. They could hang. You know. Yeah, what I mean? and they're talented. Yeah. Like well, that's like number yeah. one, you gotta be, you have to dance, be able to be a good dancer. But I, like I, I on think top every, of that. I think you guys are all great dancers. I care about the one that's like gonna go eat wings with us. Uh, yes. And you know, one of those people will. <laughs> and all of us will. Like, all of us will. That's the best. And so, yeah, I feel like I, I found like my crew, my two, like my tripod of dance. That's awesome. And so it was them, but I still didn't like fully relate to like all the things I still wanted to talk about. Like, whatever it was, just like weird concepts or whatever. And musicians have a different, like dancers and musicians have similar styles, but sometimes like dancer lingo is like a real thing. Like people say like booked and blessed. That's like a dancer thing. Like I like a lot of dancer stuff, but sometimes it's too much dancer stuff is like, Oh, what there's other things to life. Okay. And so around musicians, then it was like, Oh, now, we're talking about like music and we're talking about, it's just interesting. And so once I met musicians and I was like, oh, I like that in those type of performances, then it's like the, and then you've got like a variety show. Now there's comedians involved and it's like, okay, I'm like, I'm now meeting the types of people that I'm more aligned with, yeah, which is just like different types of artists that do a bunch of different things. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're like getting closer to each community and finding more of yeah. which one you, belong in. Yeah. But speaking of also like the people that I want around me to hug me, Shell and Amanda in the dance community, one time speaking of a hug, oh my God, this goes so perfect together. Okay. So (laughs) see, this is a segue. So when I would do shows with musicians, one time I did a show with my friend JR at this college show. And in the back, he had um, like a little bit of I don't remember what it like Jack Daniels or something like that. And he was like, I take a shot of this because it like soothes my voice and it warms it up. So I have like a buttery voice. And I was like, well, that sounds fun. And I was like, okay, if I have a little bit, maybe because it calms his nerves. And so I was like, okay, it'll calm my nerves. And dancing is always easier when you're a little drunk. And so I was like, (laughs) it is. I'm a notes app full of facts that I'm learning (laughs) on this podcast. So I was like, I take one shot and I dance and my performances are um, intro, piece, like dance, um, segue bit, dance, segue bit, ending. 
like finale. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'll just wing it. Like that's the first time I ever like wung it. <laughs> I always wonder, I don't, no one knows. <laughs> You've had this conversation I've before. I've thought about the, the wing to wong like a billion times. <laughs> You've thought about the past, the present to past wong, winging mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I winged it. I think it's that. I don't think someone would say I won. I would it. ask you. So if you don't know, I, we're lost here. I won it. Crumbs, you know? He says, no, it's a, uh, I winged it. So I was just like, okay, I have a, a, a shot of this. And I had so much fun. I was up there and I wasn't nervous. And I was like doing my thing. And it was like so fun to dance. And then I would like talk just like this probably, or like my version of that back then, which was definitely not as self-aware and comfortable with herself. <laughs> But anyway, I would like do my thing. And then I was like, oh, this is, this is, I'm only going to do it like this from now on. Because when you find something that works for you, oh my God, it's just so helpful. Uh And so the next time I was going to perform, I put a little like vodka bottle in my bag. And I was saying, thinking like whenever I'm about to go perform, when I go change my clothes, cause when you go to world of dance, there's like a whole thing before you perform. Like it's kind of like a, press event too at the same time you're there to like dance and perform but you're also there for like a meet and greet and to like be there and like uh, network and it's a whole thing wow yeah and so um I obviously was like dressed like a host too because I'd also host like live host the event sometimes and then I would change and then perform that's how I started performing which is crazy because at the time I wasn't like known as a dancer I was known as a host like I hosted a weekly show for them called world of dance weekly. And it was just me um, in front of a green screen, just talking about like stuff that happened in the dance world. Um, That's cool. I guess so. Yeah. I guess it's like, it kind of was now that I think, cause I always used to think like, who cares? But then I guess that would be cool. If you're a fan, you would want to know like cool things. Yeah. So anyway, well, it's like, it wasn't like new. I guess it was, it wasn't like news, news. I don't think there's a lot of, is there breaking news in the <laughs> dance community? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't breaking news, but I was basically like, this person has a dance video out, this person. Oh yeah, that's cool. And I was like sharing videos. Yeah, you were updating people. Yeah, and like cool. giving people a platform, I guess. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like all the information in this so far is super interesting. The editing is not going to be fun because we're like, we keep bouncing around. No, I think that that's- That's good? Yeah, because oh, that's how you in. tell stories. Like, oh, hell yeah. I don't know. I don't, if it's chronological, then it's just like, that doesn't, it's not fun. Okay. Because this way- This is more honest? We, one, yes. And I am trying to work on not planning everything so much because I think that's where I thrive. And you plan to do that earlier today, correct? To go the flow more? <laughs> Okay. Go ahead. So where am I? That's why I was talking. I was, that's why I was filibustering because I thought you were trying to come up with it. No, you just interrupted me. Oh, sorry. No, I don't know if you did. Go ahead. (laughs) I don't remember where I was. Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. This is what happened. So because the event is so large in scale and you have to like be photo worthy because you meet people before you dance, I'm in my hosting clothes. And so I'm thinking when I go to the bathroom to change into my dancing clothes, then I'm already like in my bag. I'll just take a shot because that means I'll be close enough to what I'm performing. So it like will hit in that time. Okay. And then I will be able to like, just be a little bit more calm. And then, and then great. Like this has been an amazing time and I had fun on stage and that's the way that I can deal with my anxiety. Cause I didn't know any other way. I, that's the first thing that I learned is like a shot will make you less nervous. Mm -hmm. And so I, I had like the vodka water bottle 
It's not a water bottle. I don't know why I'm saying water bottle. It's like a tiny yeah, it's a, yeah, travel. Yeah. <laughs> they have a name. I think they're called Nips. Oh, really? I think. I was going to call it Neither Air- of us drank, so that was <laughs> the last shot you've ever taken. <laughs> this story. Airport bottle of vodka. So I, I have it. And then I walk outside and I'm like getting ready to go on. And they're saying like, next up, like about to say my name. And I remember my boyfriend at the time comes up to me and I'm like hugging him because I'm so nervous and I'm, I'm freaking out. This is because of like, hugs and like the the, yeah. the part where we were like, I need someone to be there yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm so, so anxious that like, please just hold me, tell me I can do it. And like that you love me. And I like that this is going to be fine. And I hug him and he smells the vodka on my <laughs> breath. And mind you, it was a nip. It was one singular airport <laughs> bottled nip, whatever you want to call it. And he was like, are you drinking? (laughs) (laughs) Like what? You think I'm a alcoholic drunk person? I have anxiety. You'd be such an economical alcoholic because like (laughs) two shots puts you out for like a day and a half. Oh my God. I couldn't believe this. And so I, we got in a fight. Like literally like right there backstage, he was like <laughs> disappointed. And like, I could tell, and it was weird. And it was like, and it was like in the background, Megan, <laughs> I'm trying to do my second levels. <laughs> Thank you. I'm literally in a fight with my boyfriend. I am just, I'm, I'm walking out waving and smiling and bopping around to the pre music before I'm like going like, fighting. There's a a part in Katy Perry's documentary. Have you, did you watch it? Yeah, but I don't remember. There's, it's the only part that I remember because it was so like pivotal and like monumental, but her and Russell are in this like really, really bad fight. And she is like, crippling or maybe they're in a fight, but they're like separated or something. I think they're separated. Cause I, yeah, I think I, I think I kind of remember. Yeah. I think they're separated. And she has a, a necklace that he gave her and she, it's like in a little Ziploc bag that somebody gets her if she needs it or yeah. something like that. So it got so bad to where she needed basically a totem of him. And so she like was wearing it and then like laying on her side, like backstage, like people are in the the theater and she's like almost paralyzed in pain, like heartbroken. And they're like, do you, if you don't want to do this, like we won't because, but this is getting to a point where like, you got to make a decision. Like you, it, this is, this can't happen anymore. Like the show can't actually go on. And so you see her like getting, getting like hyped to do it enough, like not hyped, like, yeah, let's go. But like literally just not like absolutely the bottom of depression. And she then like sits in the, in the chair. I think she's like getting her makeup done, like crying and like hunched over, like can barely stand like full costume, full makeup, limping to the stage because she's so hurt. And then right at the very back of the stage, you see the the stage manager, whoever like opens the the lights or the the opening. Um, and she like stands up and she says hi to him. And he's like waiting on her like every syllable. And then she like does a, does something. I think she just gives like a smile. I think that's like the cue. Like when I smile and I hit my position, that's when you know you can like open the the gates and you can like start the show. So she's literally hunched over, like agony, agony, agony. Stands up. So there's like a moment like that he doesn't know if this is actually gonna happen because she, she's fucking crying. And then she does, boom, 
straight into like pageant smile. And then the show starts. What a cold, I hope that's the cold open. It should have been, it's not. That's a great, that's when you hit the theme music. Yeah, that's like crazy, crazy. And so I always remembered that. And when I look back on that performance, I think of my boyfriend like being really upset with me because I had a shot of alcohol to calm my anxiety. And like I'm dancing and like giving my all and I'm in like a fight with my boyfriend. Like no one really thinks about that. Yeah, but you're, that was, you were being a professional. Yeah. Look at you. But it's just so crazy. Like we never know what people are going through. No. On like just a collective scale. Regardless. That's what, uh, there's like a famous night of uh, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry out. And it's like this night that the paparazzi really liked. I don't know if they liked her dress or something, but like people knew that night. And she said that was like one of the worst nights of her life. Yes. Like she, it was crazy. She was like, I was like, talking about like she was like mentioning suicide that night and it's just like wow yeah that's crazy because you can look at the pictures and you're like yeah she looks really happy and she's like right when the lights were off her it was tears isn't that insane bananas insane yeah so anyway i think this is a good place to like wrap maybe part one up (laughs) because we we got through a lot but i feel like it's so fun when the stories keep coming because then you learn a little bit more about why i don't dance anymore yeah because we will get to that because yeah. we have to talk about the past before we can talk about the present. Um, and so much gets to that. So thank you for listening for part one of the why I don't dance journey. <laughs> Is it interesting? I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Okay. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, part two. We've covered a lot of ground so far about like the specific moments that I think are very pivotal for moving forward in the story. We talked about how I had like extreme anxiety and the only way that I knew how to deal with it is to take a shot of vodka before I went on stage. Then I went to the doctor and I was like, this is getting so bad because that also the Voldemort of videos, that plus the the alcohol performance, like I was every time, like there was something, I was literally almost like dancing out of my shoes. I was so nervous. Like I would, I was like tripping. That's why I don't like that video. But most people don't go out. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you were nervous and anxious every time, like I eventually just had to like not be that nervous with stand up because I was like, I can't like go home. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I can't just go home. So I either got to get over this or not do this. Yes. But you were like, nah, I'm not going to get over it, but I'm still going to do it. <laughs> I don't, I think I just knew that that was what I was, that I was meant to do during that point in time. Like there was no other option for me. That was it. It was so clear. And I think that keeps happening to me. Like whenever I start to hone in on what I really like um, and like to do, it makes what I make my job. Does that make sense? Like I, I make my life, my job, my Everything that I want to do and like to do, I make time to do. We talked about this because I asked, when do you think you're not working? 
because you've made so much of your hobby, your career that like, there's not much time you're not working. Cause like when you're relaxing, you're going to want to do something you want to do. And that's part of your career. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, the girl work. It, that, that's all I do. And that which is, yeah. there, it's good and bad too. But the same with dancing is like when I would be like hired to dance, that's my profession. But when I'm not doing it, I'm taking class for fun and I'm taking class for uh, like getting better. So like my wow. education, my profession and my hobbies were all the same thing. Okay. And that's what keeps happening. That's the same thing now. Like my profession, well, I guess my profession isn't like technically design, but like TV, uh, TV entertainment. Yeah. Um, I guess, oh, I guess see if you, if you break my, my stuff up like that, cause I know it's all intertwined of like design and, and comedy and all the things I like to do in visuals. But mm -hmm. like, I think if you break up, like I get paid to do TV and like YouTube, like, so being like an, an entertainer, I guess, like a video entertainer. <laughs> which sounds like I'm a porn star. <laughs> and then you, and then you take like what I like to do, which is design. Like, I guess it's very different. There's kind of been design in everything you've done though. Design's always been the. Yeah. For me, but yeah. sometimes I don't get hired for design yeah. stuff. Like sometimes I'll get hired to do TV for um, like a music, like Vivo or MTV or something like that. Samsung or whoever, like it's never about design. Like HGTV is not the person hiring me for TV yet. Okay. Like Netflix is the obviously the closest thing because like that's a huge streaming platform and I'm credited as the design person. So like that's my first kind of like TV design credit, which is like- <laughs> you got to start somewhere. Like, I'm so grateful for the Netflix part. I'm just a little hard on myself for like not knowing as much as I know now, because I, I honestly, from that job, I had like learned so much about design and cared so much more for different parts of it. Honestly, before that job, I was seeing the same type of interior all the time. And so like my taste had trickled down from uh, Magnolia Home and, and HGTV. And so I had a very like, mass appeal style. And then traveling has just opened my eyes up so much. And also like diversifying the people that I follow, like their inspirations. And it's just like, it's such a deeper and more artistic like path. And I feel like I, I just didn't know. So like me watching myself back on the show, it's like an incredible opportunity. I'm so happy, but I like look back at myself and I'm like, why didn't you know everything? Like you didn't, you didn't actually know as much as you should have in this moment. Like I've always been punching above my weight class. I was thinking about it in the shower today. Like I always have like been in the league faster or younger or in a different way than I, than like is normal. Okay. Like I was never like a prodigy, never that. But I would like, if I had just started something, I would like become the best quicker. Cause I, I think I'm so like, when I like something, I put every inch of my everything yes. into it. Yeah. Like my DNA becomes that. But the thing is why, that's why I think I have ADD is because I put my everything into something and it becomes so much of my life. And I have so many like visions about it. And I like start buying a ton of stuff for it and like be like really dedicating myself. And then something else comes along. Yeah. Like bass. I was like really, really, really into it. And I did like, I don't know, 13 days maybe. Yeah. And I like, well, then I got nails and I got really busy, <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to get back to it. And I think I'll really like it. But like, I really like, I'm a pretty intense person yeah. when I like something. 
when you were dancing, did you feel like you wanted to learn more about dance or was it like, oh, I should be learning more about something else? Well, at the same time that I was like really invested in dance, I only took like more classes to expand my lexicon of like styles like once. Like I think I took like a jazz funk class, which is very different than like hip hop, yeah. what I did. But then I was, there's like house classes and like locking classes. And these are all very different types of styles just to like make your movement uh, more well-rounded. So you don't always dance the same. Cause I used to get that comment a lot of like every dance looks the same. And like, I don't agree. That's just a person's style. I was gonna say, isn't that just like, that would be yeah. style. So maybe they didn't get that, but that was always a really frustrating comment for me because it, it was like, that was another idea in my head of like, will people like this? Is this good enough? Is this smart enough? Yeah. And then it's on top of that, like- Anxiety. It, is this the same thing that you just did? Can you do anything else other than when you've already shown us, are you a one trick pony? So it's all of these thoughts on top of like my anxiety and that's what makes it even worse. Yeah. So as I was studying dance, I, and continued to be anxious through everything, whether it was auditioning or performing or doing a friend's video or all of it. Every single part was so nerve wracking, but it's so rewarding. Cause like, I love dance, but it just, it's not worth the anxiety that I had. And you said you talked to a doctor? Yeah, I went to a doctor after a few times of these, these instances continuing to happen. And I was like, I, I literally am stiff and I cannot move my body because I'm so anxious. Like if I'm so anxious to the point where if I sit down, there's no way that I can dance because I need to like stretch every limb and like be so mobile and fluid. And like there, my, it can't lock up in any way. If I stop for a second, I'm gonna be so cold that I'm just gonna like tin man. Wow. Like, I'm just gonna like freeze. So and that's what's giving you the attack each time, this thing that you think is gonna happen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And so I go to the doctor and I tell her about this and she was like, um, I can prescribe you Xanax. And I was like, that sounds crazy. <laughs> no, but all right. But like, I'm not gonna, am I? Maybe I'll take it. That oh sounds my crazy, God. but as you walked into the room, the nips were just like making a jingling noise in your bag. <laughs> she, she, like gave it to me, but I was so nervous to take it on the day because she said that like, you can take it for anxiety, but you shouldn't drive and you, you can't like move your body. Like you, you're not allowed to operate heavy machinery. Mm -hmm. Like you, you lose like a little bit of your, um, the feeling in your limbs. Okay. And I was like, I'm sorry, how does this <laughs> so apply? I'm not so I'm not nervous, but I'm a terrible dancer. <laughs> and I'm but you, high. But you just feel really good about it. You feel great about it, but nobody else does. <laughs> I'm the only one enjoying my performance. I wanna say, um, when you explain your anxiety, your anxiety is so much more like detailed than mine. Mine's <laughs> like, they're not gonna laugh, they're gonna hate you. Yours is like, has like <laughs> levels and levels and levels. Yeah, mine is like the princess, Princess's castle in, yes. in like Nintendo, like the Bowser's castle, sorry. Mine's Harry Potter's closet. <laughs> Just a little, little- Under the stairs bedroom. Yeah. Okay, so she gave me the, I think she gave me like 
a half a bottle of Xanax or whatever, or even less, maybe like four or something. Cause I, maybe she asked me like how often I perform. And so I never took them, but then I also never wanted to feel that feeling. So I stopped doing live performances after my San Diego performance. We're getting back to that now. Oh, mm. wow. Look at that loop. <laughs> and so <laughs> when I'm telling stories, they're all over the place. So whenever I get to latch onto something, it's like, it's like freaking story crochet. <laughs> It, we're making a nice little blanket here. Pumped. Okay. So when I went to San Diego, everyone, um, wait, hold on. Let me make sure I'm telling the right story. Oh yeah. So in San Diego, I perform this entire set with like a really cool through line. And I do, I come out and I'm, I'm dancing like a girl. Like I get this, this jazz funk choreographer, Blake McGrath, who choreographed for like Britney Spears. Oh yeah. That's the why I'm doing a Britney Spears bit and it's like acapella. And there's like two Britney voices that I cut back and forth in premiere to have like a conversation with yeah. themselves. Or it was like Amanda's voice did a VO. I wrote a sketch. That's what it was. I wrote a sketch of Amanda. And uh, coming out after I am dancing all like so super girly that nobody has ever seen before. People are used to me dancing like I've got a problem with the manager. Like I am like, it's like crump influences. I am like powerful. I really love to like explode and I like to be masculine. And so in, I, I just come out and I have like oh, this flannel shirt and I flick it open and my hair is everywhere. And like my hips are onto the left side and like my ass is out in the parking lot. Like I'm my body is working in every direction. And then Amanda comes out and she's basically like, what are you doing? And it's like, a, oh, everybody, like the music stops and everybody thinks like something's actually wrong because my performance sells it. <laughs> and then I, I'm like, oh my God, Amanda's talking to me. And so I get up and we have like this little conversation, but all of my dialogue is Britney Spears acapella voices. <laughs> so like I'm responding to her, but it's Britney Spears. And every time my dialogue happens, I like am dancing to it. So she'll say something normal and I'll be like, yeah. And I'll be doing like all of these crazy moves. And then basically, um, I, I forget exactly what the, the conversation that I wrote is about, but anyway, it's like, oh yeah, these people are expecting Megan Batoon. Like, why are you dancing like this? And then I'm like, okay, fine. I'll give them what they want. And so like, and then I start doing like my dance style. Oh, this one only had two parts. That's right. I learned that Three parts, you don't need three parts. Two parts, if you make them like amazing, it's it's better that way. It, I mean, that's the better, if anytime you're making art, instead of having a bunch of mediocre pieces, you might as well have like a few really good pieces. And that's also like applying for jobs. Like resumes, resumes, resumes are always better if you have less things on your resume, but more impressive stuff. Like always. I don't have any of those, I don't either. <laughs> We like negative space as well. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, so after that happens, then I start dancing, like, one of my most, like, creative pieces, which is, like, not something that you would normally put on stage. You would put, like, the most crazy, cool, like, impressive, fun, high-energy stuff. But I was like, I'm going to put something, like, kind of like low tempo, but it still has like my power in it because, like, when the beat drops, I found this remix. And it, like... It makes it feel like you get a whole cohesive storyline because I come out dancing girly and then there's a comedy bit or there's a surprise element, then there's a comedy bit and then there's something unique, then there's something familiar, Britney Spears voice. And then it's, and then we go into like, now let's really do like my, who I am. Um, and so when I did that, I felt so 
complete with that performance because I put so much into it. And like, I really was super diligent with like my dancers that we worked with, like, and I really respected all of them and they were so good that it was just like, I liked every part of it. Like I felt really confident in that I could perform the girly stuff and kind of like show that side of me. It was almost like a, like a farewell tour. Like you want to do something that you you've never done before. Cause it's your last time ever. Like only, only they have like seen me that me dance only like that. Only San Diego. Only San Diego. These are the only people that have ever saw me dance like that. Cause that was the only time I did it. And it was my last performance. So it's like, that was like, the, the most like D list version of like Bonnaroo. <laughs> but did you, but did you, um, man, San Diego's feeling great. They're like, man, she really, no, not them. <laughs> no, I'm Me. I'm like kidding. I'm Bonnaroo. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you feel like you had like earned or it? not Bonnaroo Woodstock? They're the, both festivals. There was, you know, yeah, but I mean, when sweaty when, white people, when you're like, oh my God, you were at Woodstock. Like that's a huge, like you were the first Woodstock. You're like yeah. a, you're, you're history. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you feel like when you finished that performance, did you feel like whatever you were anxious about, did you prove that you were wrong? Um, like, did you feel like you earned the stuff you worried, like you thought you were a fraud. You always talk about, you know, you, you think you, you, you always think you're a fraud. Do I always think I'm a fraud? You always talk about like imposter syndrome and how you always? feel. Not always? Because I feel like the most now. You, but that's what I say. I keep on punching above my weight class. That's why I feel like an imposter because but, in the beginning I kind of am. But was that your moment of like, I'm not an imposter. It's okay that I stop now. Um, yes. That's kind of what I'm getting at. What made you, what was the thing that was the finish line? Why did that make it the finish line? Other than that, it was a great performance. Like you did a lot of great performances. Why was that the one that was like, okay. I think it's because I felt the most authentic and that I, I, um, I didn't prove myself, but I um, presented myself. You like executed what you wanted correctly? Yeah, I, I expressed myself in the way that I thought um, was the best way that I could to show who I am as a person, not just as a dancer. Okay. So like I, I in that performance, I showed obviously creativity, um, but like yeah. the full story, like a storyteller and, and then a visual show. Yeah. And then comedy and um, versatility. And so it was like, okay, I kind of, if you watch that performance, you understand who I am as an artist. And I was like, great. That's like, I put my signature on it. You know, like after, after an artist completes their work, then you sign it. And that's like the last thing that you do. That was kind of like my signature on like my dance work. Yeah. That's, cool. that's exactly how I see it. And so I was at, I was in, I've gotten to a point that I was so at peace with it, with um, live performing, but I really, I really did miss dancing. I, I still loved it. And so I was like, how do I still do it without like being so nervous? And I was like, well, I like doing dance videos, but I don't like teaching the classes because the classes always have the demonstration at the very end, the live element where like all these cameras, like towards the end of my dance career, that was right when cameras started to become a part of class. Like before I would say I maybe got like, three or four good years out here with it. Wow. Like when you went to class, it was literally to learn and it was to be like a community. It really was. It was not a popularity contest. It wasn't about being the best. It wasn't about wearing no clothes or getting viral or like, it was not about that in, or like getting in class videos. Like people started to come to class to be in the videos cause they would get popular on YouTube. So people just want to be famous. And I, I I'm think not I've about heard that. I've heard you and Amanda, I've always thought that was very interesting that there was like this culture shift in that community because I've heard you and Amanda talk about it. And, um, she's mentioned it the same way you just mentioned it, where it just like kind of 
what it wasn't and then it was. Yeah, it was just, it was an instantaneous shift because I think that people understood also from a business standpoint that they could film their classes and they can one, get content and show it, but then also record people in their class. And then the people that took their classes learned that they could get like, famous. So then like people started hiring people to be there in class and it started just to be so weird. It wasn't even about learning. It, it was, was too about, much of a system and it was less about the, the art. It was, yeah, it started to just, it was a business. I mean, dance studios popped up because of this business. It's crazy. That's interesting. I mean, good for them though. Yeah. Like entrepreneurially, that was very smart. But I mean, for the dance community, it really did make things different. And it was hard because there was like two versions of, of the dance community. There were people that were really about it. And there were people that were kind of like the, um, like the purists. And I was kind of on the purist side and, and we were the ones that were like, this is awful. <laughs> this is like ruining the art of dance. This is ruining like why we do this. It's starting to become like, not like it wasn't about the dance anymore. It was about the fame is mm -hmm. what it felt like. And it, it just, we didn't like, we didn't vibe with it. But then the only way that I knew how to <clears throat> prepare the best for my videos, like the best that I could dance, I knew that I could dance better if I taught Shell and Amanda. And then once they knew it or once whoever I taught knew it, then I would teach a full dance class with them, like even lower or even like slower so that I could really engage it in my brain so that when I performed it for video, it was rehearsed and well done. That's cool. So like that was my, the way that I practiced because it's the only way to learn for me and most dancers is to teach it because we make it up in our heads and then we go, I, I, is it this, is it this? I'm going to forget. So you have to teach someone else. And then like the more, the slower you go and the more detailed you break it down, the more you remember it. So I wonder if for like comedy, whenever you need to like remember sets, maybe like you, it's like telling it to somebody else, like a ton and like, so that they also know it too. You know, yeah. I think that's like what people do, um, like on hacks, Gene Smart and, um, Hannah Einbinder, I think like, or Ava, um, I think that like, she has a list like this, but she also wrote it with her. So she knows. Yeah. So it's the way like collaborating is like cool too. So it's like, you're doing it together and no one will forget. That's cool. There's always, there's like a, always an argument between art, like art versus commerce. Yeah. Like on SNL, it would probably be best for like money if like it was like the Tostitos musical act and like the, yes. the you know, Pepsi's weekend update. But obviously that would take away from the art of it. So it's always the give and take about like, how can we make a, a good amount of money on this, but how can it be true to like what it's trying to do? Mm -hmm. And I think what you were explaining in the dance community is that it kind of, the commerce overtook the art for a little bit yeah. because of phones and because of people like, like learning how to utilize social media and. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that I felt like the only reason why I still wanted to like do classes was in order to have like a better dance video project as like a short film type of thing. And so after that, I was just like, oh, that's not worth it. Like teaching class isn't worth it. I just won't teach class. I'll just make dance videos. And then I think I only made one or two that I didn't teach dance classes before. I think my last two, the good parts. I love the good parts. Thanks. I think that was my last one before If the World Was Ending. I'm not sure. Good one too. That one is my favorite one. And that's the same feeling that I had in that previous story at World of Dance San Diego. That's the feeling that I had after this one. 
I choreographed it with my friend Jake. We performed it. We rehearsed it and performed it um, or, or filmed it. And then I edited it pretty, pretty quickly. All of it was like pretty quick. And I just knew like I had, it, it was the same exact thing. And I think this is me trying to like, if I could break down the feeling of what being complete with something is to know that like you can move on to the next thing. If you maybe have like a ton of things you like to do and you never know when like the right time to move on is my version of completing something is if I encapsulate like my, who, who I am as a person and like my aura and my personality and kind of like my signature stamp of something, if I can like encapsulate that all into one thing, but then also do something I've never done before and like, and just like, put another tally on the list of being like, oh, did you know I could do that too? Like I can do that. And it's always <laughs> just like really, I, I just like add a new thing. And so my last music video was much more contemporary and lyrical than all of my other hip hop videos. And I've never done a partner piece. This is my first partner piece with, or well, I did one with Ian, but it was like very easy and fun. This one was like, we were doing partner work and floor work and I was doing um, all the like partner lifts. I was doing shit I've never ever done in my life. like. I've never done that in my life. And That's I just, cool. I made it work into like the dance that I, I have like come to learn. Like I was like, this is how I dance now. And this feels very true to me. And I didn't have like a name for it. And I didn't really know if it was good or bad. It just felt good to me. And I liked it. And I thought it was smart and it was fun. Yeah. And so that was really cool because I never really felt like that about my choreography because I always was thinking like, is this smart enough? Is this cool enough? And it was like, it felt in this moment that like, it wasn't about being smart or cool, even though it already was. It was about like me going, yeah, that's, this is how I like it. And so I felt with that and the San Diego performance that like people understood who I was if they watched it. Um, and like as a whole, like the videography, the editing, the coloring, like all of that shit. Like I directed it. It was a whole, like, this is a piece that I made from start to finish with Jake, with the help of everybody, of course, like the, I couldn't have done it without any, all of them. But like, this is, I had a part in every single part of it. Yeah. And you also produced it. Like I produced you, it. Yeah. And on top of that, I did another talent that you didn't think I could have. So like, not only did I, it was like, I did the thing I made the Sunday and then I put a cherry on top and then I'm like, great. Now I can move on because I feel like I gave all of my most authentic self and then some. Knowing you, that's wild to think about because I'm not used to, I haven't, you like being like, I did a great version of that is um, like, is, is fun to see. Yeah. Cause yeah, there's a lot, I'm really hard about myself on, but that's because I'm not done. Yeah. But you were like, you were finished with that. You figured it out. <laughs> Uh, you put a bow on it. I put a bow on it. And I think that's that's the reason that I don't dance anymore is because I put a bow on that version of my life because I felt at peace with the whole thing. So if you think about three little Sundays in a bigger Sunday, just like back to when I said, like, that's how I made the set. Those are the bits. That's how I felt with dance. Like I was like, yep, this is, this is it. And I feel very happy and lucky and grateful. It's, I literally Marie Kondoed my dance career. I said, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening and sticking with us through that experience. If you have any follow-up questions or any questions in general, DM me at just a tip podcast on Instagram. I will scroll through, search for my favorite ones, or if there's a lot of the same question, I will definitely make sure to answer in future episodes of just a tip. 
Thank you so much. And we'll see you. We'll see you, hear you, talk to you soon. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.